This interview is made possible by my friends at Atkins Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, Tinsley Law and Title, Gibson Pharmacy, and Avco Roofing. Their sponsorship allows me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by shopping these local businesses and by following each of their Facebook pages. Hello, friends. This is Michael from Hannigan Media, and I am in the office of, well, actually the courtroom of County Judge Wade McKinney, where for the last 45 minutes, we have done a podcast without the thing on. Actually, we were just talking about how we were going to do the podcast, uh, and it was a great discussion, wide-ranging discussion, none of which you guys will hear. How you doing, Judge? I'm doing good, Michael. How are you feeling this morning? I'm a little tired. A little I'm bit. I'm a little tired, but I have to admit that that conversation got me going. <laughs> we, we ranged over. Glad I could help. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about, uh, we talked about the Supreme Court. Uh, we talked about checks and balances. Uh, we, we talked about... Um, we like, gave a... Good government political science I mean, class. I mean, that should have been in front discussion. of the class. That was yeah. pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, and the reason we did all that is because uh, there was an election yesterday. Yes, yes. Uh, after all of everything happening, it was a good way to collect our thoughts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, because I'm still spinning. Um, all right, so as we sit here, um, and I have some. I actually have some really important questions to ask you that okay. we didn't even talk about yet. So there'll be surprises to you. Okay. Um, as we sit here, um, the county has released its um, unofficial totals. Mm-hmm. Uh, put them out last night when we look around the country and see all the counties that haven't done that yet. Yes. As we're waiting for the presidential election to finish up. Um, even though it seemed to be late, I want to say how much it was nice to actually get it done yesterday. Oh, it's, you know, it is really nice when you see the challenges that uh, we began to identify three years ago, basically, about this election. And to see all of that effort and all the investment that we've made in people and equipment over the last few years really pay off. Yeah, I mean, because there's... There was a big turnout yesterday again. There was. You know, when we had basically 2020 set records here in Henderson County. Right. I mean, and when you are faced with the added issues that we've got with 2020, uh, just running a normal election is such a challenge and coordinating and helping people get through and making sure everything is done correctly. And 2020 proved out that, you know, we set a record in 2020, the most votes ever in the county. We had a, had 36,000, a little over 36,000 votes in total, which we set a record in early voting for the total. And yes, it was extended uh, a few days, but even when you compared apples to apples, we had a record turnout for we the had same more 11 per days. Day. Exactly. So we had almost 30,000 individuals either vote early or vote by mail, which gave us the a early voting turnout that was a record of 53%. And we were the third highest since 1988 of our voter turnout in percentage-wise. You know, um, the first was Clinton Bush, and the second was uh, Bush Dukakis. Yeah, that's going back a ways. Yeah, you know, and then we came in with us with a total um, turnout of 60, 65%. Of our and like I said, we haven't seen that since '92. 
And um, uh, in the uh, presidential election here in Henderson County, President Trump edged Joe Biden just a little bit. Um, I think the final was, I think he got 79.7% of the vote. So eight out of every 10 votes went to President Trump here in Henderson County. And it seemed to follow that down the line as you went. It it was that 80-20 back and forth a little bit all down the ballot. When we go back to um, there is no Democratic Party here in Henderson County, to those of you who are Democrats and are actually part of the Democratic Party, I apologize. I I know that seems a little flippant, but when you look at down ballot, the county races, there was not a single contested county race. Right. And then our two state reps, uh, Henderson County obviously has two state reps. Yes. Because our county has been split. Uh, the two state reps both drew liber- uh, libertarian challengers, mm-hmm. but not Democratic challengers. Right. And so from state rep on down through the county uh, ballot, there was not a single Democrat on the ballot. Right. And, you know, we were very concerned about the not having the option of being able to straight um, party ballot. And um, I guess given the fact that we had such um, limited races, it didn't affect us that much in the casting of being able to cast our votes and move on because we were very concerned about the lines at our voting locations. Well, it didn't. It didn't seem to impact the county. I think it right. impacted um, some of the cities and it stuff did, like that. I saw which, some very heavy undervotes in some of those places. Yes, uh, there were several there, and that gets back to some that we were talking about in our other conversation about the um, rural urban divide that we were discussing uh, that's not only in Texas but across the nation now. Right. So we always talk about red state, blue state, and they show you the map and you have these nice bright colors for all the states. And the truth is it's really more of an urban, Mm -hmm. rural split all over the country. Yes. And um, as we sit here, we don't know who's yet the winner in the presidential race, but that's a race that's going to be decided in the suburbs, that area between rural and urban. Well, that that one thing that I was speaking of earlier, uh, 27 counties in Texas have 69% of the votes. And those out are of those 254 counties, counties. So those are those counties that are either city or right around them. You're talking about up in Dallas mm-hmm. and Fort Worth and down in Houston and yes. Austin and those San Antonio, right? In those areas and 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 the suburban and counties. And yeah. that is not odd. No, it's that not. is the norm across the country. And when you see. Um, the, the, the vote getting broken down at a national level, you see the areas around city being blue and the rural areas being red. Yep. And the purple seems to be right in between. And the purple is in between them. That's absolutely right. Um, But there ain't no purple here in Henderson County. (laughs) I'm just saying there ain't no purple here. Well, I think what I would really like to do is I want to give high marks to Denise Hernandez and her people. Uh, the poll workers, and I want to um, congratulate them 
on a wonderful election. It it could not have run any smoother. Um, I do want to tell everyone that the work that was done by Henderson County and not just Henderson County, but all the association over the last three years to get to where we had such a smooth, successful election. It's, it's thanks to all from um, present and past commissioners to our um, party chairs, to our workers, to our partners that uh, give us the locations to have that. I mean, we invested... Um, about $800,000 in a new voting system that was the hybrid. You know, you had the, the paper marking device and then you had the scanner so that you have a audit, an audit trail of each and every vote. Um, it was, I am overjoyed with how well everything went. And, and you should be. They did a great, great job. I was actually standing there as Denise was answering yet another question yesterday. And the question went something like this, my boyfriend has my driver's license, but I'm at the polling place and my boyfriend's out of town and he's not going to be back till next week. And so, and and that's the kind of question yes. she gets every single election trying to figure out what to do with that person. Right. Um, and yeah, so, but... One of the questions I do have, okay. um, and it's more for an explanation for the for other folks. So this time around, there were like 14 elections because on the ballot were, for instance, the city of Athens, right. and Athens ISD, Malakoff ISD, the city of Malakoff, all of these different locations. Like I said, I think it was 14 of them um, throughout the county. Um and none of those were reported by the county. Right. So tell us about that, because I'm still getting people saying to me, okay, what happened in this election? How come it wasn't reported? When we created the elections department, the administration, it created the office to hold elections. Um, it reports for county elections, but we contract with these other entities to to conduct their elections, and that is as far as our authority goes. When we are running an election for them, many of them want to do the reporting themselves, and we collect the votes, we tally the votes, and we send them the information, and they report it out because it truly is their election. We are just conducting it for them. Sure. So you have Athens, the city of Athens. Yes, so the city of Athens has actually, you guys entered into an agreement for them to, for you to run the election for them. Right. Which, by the way, it was the way it should be. All these cities, there's a reason all of them have been done its way. Like, like you said, eight hundred thousand dollars for equipment. Right. Uh, let, let's let's just use that equipment instead of the city having to buy that <laughs> equipment. And so. Uh, but at the end of the night, you take that information and you send it to the city of mm -hmm. Athens officials. Right. And then it's up to the city of Athens mm -hmm. to post those results, which they did last night. Right. But I'm saying then it's up to that city to post it those. It is. So if you're sitting out there and you're wondering why your city or your school district has not posted their results yet, or you don't know who won, 
don't look at the county. That's correct. Look at the entity. Look at the school district or the city and ask them why they haven't posted them yet. It's it's much of the same situation as when the county sends out tax notices. We send out a notice that has multiple entities on it, but it is taxing for those entities. You know, we we do these contractual workings. You mean you're and, not collecting all of that? No, no, no. And of course, it all goes back um, because past is prologue. You have instances in the past that set these up and point in fact we had a much contested election i believe in 2000 (laughs) where we had the hanging Hanging chads yes um that got help america vote act passed which began to set standards across the nation as to how you would conduct the elections which increased the costs and set the parameters for how you will hold an election which Many of the small entities just did not want to take on that burden and added cost. So there was a mechanism created to have local county governments in Texas conduct the elections for them. So um, while we're talking about that in the actual conduct of the election, I know one of the things that's slowing things down uh, around the country in, in some of these battleground states like Pennsylvania and Michigan and things like that is um, their states did not allow mm-hmm. um, things like mail-in ballots to be counted until the day of the election. Um, and they've gotten so many of those that those are still being counted. Right. Um, we don't seem to have that problem here. Um, I know I, uh, the mail-in ballots got reported with the early voting ballots yes. here in Henderson County. Was that any kind of issue for you guys? No, not at all. And that's pretty much been the norm now for a number of years so that they are all released with that early voting tally. And actually, we even break those out, the mail-in yeah, early you can, ballots. Yeah, you can see that the mail-in is there and... And the other part of that is, um, and I'm, gl- I'm glad you said it, th- this is not new. This is not no. something for the 2020 election or anything else. This is something that we've done or the, the state has done for a long time. Right. And remember, elections are not federal. Elections are local. And each state has different rules. And though they allowed through the Help America Vote Act avenues to set standards they just set that tabulation standard they did not drive home well you must do the early voting ballots here and you must do here that is part of the state's responsibility and it allows it to dictate its own destiny that was interesting i heard them this morning holding florida up as the model for efficiency in tabulation of votes. Florida. No, Florida. <laughs> Again, back to the hanging chad, if you remember correctly. Right, no, no. You Florida know, so Florida is the one that got the ball rolling. Each one is is different. Each each area is different. The local control, the local decisions, and in this it's that state control that dictates when you open those ballots when you tabulate those ballots. And in Texas, our system's been working like this for as long as I can remember. And so last night, I mean, we were by by 10:30 or so, we had all of our results in. 
Yes. Um, which, when you think about the number of ballots that were cast in 23 different boxes that had mm-hmm. to come come in, that actually that actually wasn't too bad. Although I will say that uh, there was the one point where I walked outside and I saw <laughs> yes. the line coming in, bringing in the boxes, and I was like, wow! You know, no matter what happens, um, you have that moment where uh, a lot of them will show up delivering the boxes at the same time. And as we have been adjusting to the new processes, the new equipment, we're changing changing delivery methods. And for this time, we had them coming in and pulling into what was the old uh, maintenance shop for Road and Bridge, because of the new equipment and the investment that we've made in it, unloading there, pulling the information and carrying it in for tabulation, whereas before it kind of looked like an anthill sure. <laughs> on election night. Sure. Well, we might want to we might want to take a little better care of the eight hundred thousand oh, dollars worth of machines. Exactly. And you were talking about the returns um, being finished by ten 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 thirty. I remember, I believe it was in two thousand two when. Or is in 2000, one or the other, when we had the rain and we were having to use the old oh, tabulators. Oh, the ballots got damp and they weren't yeah, They camping. wouldn't run through. And, oh, and it was l- early, early, early in the morning in we the were, wee hours. I yes. remember being over. That was over in the courthouse proper. And we were up in the, in the, the county, uh, county, attorney, uh, county clerk's. Uh, clerk's office. Yes. And I remember sitting back there with Rich Flowers mm-hmm. and waiting when he was on the when he was with the radio, and uh, waiting for those counts and 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 looking at each other like, so are we going to get any votes tonight? <laughs> exactly. And we're actually having to take hair dryers. And dry the ballots because they wouldn't go through the machine. And that was back when there would have been there was a full hallway of people out there everywhere. waiting, waiting for someone to come out and write something on the blackboard. Exactly. And the race, um, there were a couple of races that were very, very close, very tight, very tight that year. Hair dryer so, to, to dry the ballots. Yeah, and go I mean, through the machine. <laughs> there, there are always some um, difficulties yeah. w- with each and every election. You never know what they're going to be. But honestly, given what we were facing with this one, I mean, hats off to Denise and her folks. I miss that when we used to be at the the county, uh, be at the courthouse when the results came in and they'd get written up on the board and mm-hmm. everybody tried to pick over each other's shoulders and everything. I know you actually tried to bring that back a little bit here. But COVID, this is not yeah, the time to do that. Yeah, for this one, we, we couldn't do that. Um, we did in the primary, and it was fun. It brought that community, hey, here we go, what's a happening? A little bit of energy. When they could have sat there and clicked on the computer, because we, are, we have gotten much better at delivering those results electronically, but there's nothing better than that election night. Everyone together. Uh, I remember the big board out at the Athens Review. Mm-hmm. They'd write up mm-hmm. those, and people would drive by to find out who right. was winning. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Exactly. Drive by the great big board outside the newspaper. Those yeah. were fun times. Uh, but we're in a different time now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, but I think that the election locally went well. Um, no problems. Um, and it went pretty much, at least in the in the county, an up-ticket way. Like you said, 80-20 is about normal right. for us. In, in an election like this, 36,000 votes was humongous. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add about the election? 
Like, think, like we still don't know. We don't. We don't know federally, but we do know locally without any issues. And just it's one more check off the 2020 list of okay, next. <laughs> and the last thing to remember is that uh, it wasn't that long ago when it, it's it's always been 80-20, yeah. but it wasn't that long ago that it was 80-20 Democrats. It was, exactly. That's that's why I go back to saying that, um, and, and we discussed this some earlier, uh, for our location out in the rural setting, it's um, conservative over, and I won't say liberal, but liberal, liberal conservative versus liberal. And we're conservative county. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been conservative. It it's doesn't matter what name you put on it. Exactly. It's conservative. Yeah. All right. Um, well, with that, now normally we would do a COVID update, but I think that um, with it being a special election week, the presidential election and everything else, I think we're just going to leave it there and we will come back next week for a COVID update, if that's okay. Yeah, I think that's fine, but I do. We need We need to encourage the folks. You know, hey, the big three, you know, wear your mask when you're in those social settings when you cannot social distance, wash your hands, and stay away from each other, you know, if you're not going to be covered. That's um, right. We, we have seen a spike. Everyone knows that we've seen a spike when it comes to testing. Uh, we did reach an all-time high in hospitalizations a few days ago for our area, mm. for our TSA. And um, we we have had some more that have passed. And, uh, folks, we need to continue taking care of one another. Despite continues. It continues. I mean, then there isn't, unfortunately, there is no sign of mm-hmm. it receding this time. Yep. I mean, the the upward trend in hospitalizations is not as drastic and as steep as it was in July. But it is, it is an uptick. It's about half that accelerated level, but it's still coming up, and it does put our system under a strain, and it does cost us lives. All right. With that, we're going to say goodbye and check out for this week's county podcast. We appreciate you guys listening, and Judge, we thank you as always for inviting us in and let us know and take a look at how our county government works. Thanks, Michael.